Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries podcast video. <laughs> we are so glad you have joined us today. In fact, Terry and I are just honored that we have the opportunity. You've given your time to view and to listen to what we have to say. And we count that as a great, great, great responsibility. And we don't want to let anything slip here and make sure that we say things that are really, really helpful to you. We don't want to miss something by the Holy Spirit that we know will help you tremendously. Uh, remember that you can find the video of what we're doing over on uh, YouTube, and it's at Terry Mize Ministries YouTube. You can go over there and find us and then subscribe, and you can have all of the videos and all of the teachings, a lot of stuff Terry's preached in different churches around the world. So uh, avail yourself to that. We're thrilled to be able to offer that to you. And then the podcast, actual audio, is just available anywhere you can get a podcast. So we're out there. We want to help you, and we want to do it uh, in a way that is so um, practical as well as supernatural by the Spirit of God. So today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about some wonderful things that you have preached for over, I guess, 52 years now in your life, and you have seen such powerful things happen about pulling down strongholds. Oh, yeah, and I think the first time I actually ministered a, a message on pulling down strongholds was probably... Uh, uh, 40, probably almost 50 years. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I remember I was in a, in a big convention center in Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, my and, goodness. And uh, ministered on that subject. God really gave me a word about, about that. And uh, so many people were excited and delighted and got the tapes. And then several of them just begged me for years to do a book. <laughs> and I have never done that. So we've got the, we've got the CD series yes. that we've had for years on pulling down strongholds. But uh, we're just about to release a, a book on it. And so... Uh, not only am I excited, but uh, uh, a lot of our friends are excited, right. and a lot of uh, folks heaven have really seems to be excited about it, and hell's mad about it. So, uh, but pulling down strongholds <laughs> yes. is a vital, vital subject. Yes, it is. That the church doesn't seem to know a lot about. That's true. I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion, but it's not something talked about a lot right. or understood a lot. Uh, because, well, let me just give you a scripture. Uh, the basis, the basis for this, for this thought, for this idea, for this sermon, for this lifestyle. Because I've told you for years, I don't have sermons; I have lifestyles. lifestyles. But the, the the key text is Paul writing to the church at Corinth in Second Corinthians chapter ten right. and verses four and verse five, and he says, "For the weapons of our warfare are yes. not carnal." Hallelujah! Isn't that powerful? Yes. The weapons of our <laughs> warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what he says. To the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every, every thought, thought to the obedience of wow. Christ. Wow. Now, this is dealing with our mind, Renee. Yes, it or is. Or dealing with our soul. You know, we're a three-part being. We are a spirit. We live in a body, right. and we have a soul. Right. And uh, Christians operate out of their spirit, are supposed to supposed operate to. out of their spirit. The <laughs> world, learning. the carnal man, right. uh, is just like an animal who right. operates out of his soul, the right. soulless realm. All animals operate out of their soul. Out of their soul. And, and so. unregenerate men operate out of their soul. That's right. And let me give you an example of that. If I, if I have a big 
dog in my backyard, a big pit bull or a big, you know, German shepherd or something in my backyard. Uh, that dog operates out of his soul. Right. And so if a stranger comes and tries to enter the backyard, right. then that dog's mind right. or soul immediately goes into effect and he reasons that <laughs> you don't belong here. Right. <laughs> I don't know you. You're coming in Thankfully a so. place you don't belong. Right. And so his soul goes into action. Right. And he operates out of his reason and out of his mind, out of his will and out of his emotions. Right. And uh, we say so many times that your soul is your mind, your will and your emotions. emotions. So this dog now is now operating out of his mind right. and saying, I don't know you and you don't belong in this backyard. Mm. And the second thing that happens is that his emotions come into play. Right. And the hair on the back of his neck <laughs> and all the way down his back will stand up. Right. And his, he'll bar his, his teeth. Right. And all of a sudden you see his teeth and you hear this low growl coming out, this this growl. Yeah. That's his emotion. So right. he's, he's reasoning in his mind, I don't know you and you don't belong here. Right. Now his emotions have gone into play and says exactly. uh, he, he's, he's excited. And then thirdly, he will bite you. <laughs> so that's mind, emotions, and will. Right, so that right. dog is operating out of yeah. his soul, and that's a way an unregenerate person or a sinner or a, or a, or a, a Immature Christian, man, yeah. Well, I, yeah, Mature Christians can do it too, but they shouldn't. They should. they should operate out of their spirit. They right. should not operate out of their soulish realm. Right. They should operate out of the spiritual realm. And so Paul is writing a letter here to the church. Right. And he's telling them, now look, this is the way this thing uh, plays out. And he says, he says, we're not, our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Right. To the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down, number two, the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge knowledge of God. God. And thirdly, to bring every thought into captivity (laughs) of the obedience of Christ. Now, I'm going to deal with this subject. I feel like in my spirit we're probably going to deal with this on the next three uh, programs. And so we're going to get started today and get you, get you, uh, let's get our feet wet today and look (laughs) at a bunch of scriptures today. But then in the next uh, couple of uh, broadcasts after this, programs after this, then I'd like to go ahead and and play this out uh, and and talk about it. And one of the first things I want to say about this is that uh, in in, in the Hebrew language, we're in the Greek language, we're dealing with the New Testament here, uh, things that the writers wrote many times were not in the order that we have them written in English, but they were in reverse order of that. So in other words, uh, a normal person doesn't immediately start with a stronghold. Right. He starts with a thought. A thought. So here in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 4 and 5, right. it, goes, it goes stronghold, imagination, thought. Right. But in real life, it doesn't operate that no. way. In real life, it's the reverse of that. It's the reverse. It starts out with a thought, thought. and then an imagination, an imagination, and then a stronghold. Yes, and I've said for right. many, many years that, that if you don't get that thought under control, exactly, it becomes an imagination. It really does. I mean, and that's then the an process. imagination out of control, yes, out of control, becomes a stronghold. Right. And that's when you have a problem. Is when you right. have a stronghold you're having right. to deal with. Although you can still get out of it, God tells you how to well, how to deal with things, it. But that's that's the problem area. Is when that thought's out of control becomes an imagination, right. then the imagination's out of control becomes yes. a stronghold. Now you got a problem. Well, and then words just start gushing out of the mouth. Of course, that are life or death. Of you course, know? of course. And then, and then, life once, and once death words, are in the power of the tongue. The Bible exactly. says exactly. And then, if you get something out of your mouth that's the negative and that is, you know, cursing or 
or you know a, a situation and thinking wrong and talking sure. wrong about it, then it becomes actions after a while. Oh, and now you've got a lifestyle that has been developed out of just a thought. Sure. And, no, I, and it exactly. could be true or false. Exactly. It all starts with a thought. Yeah. Right. And uh, you, you know, I've said for many years, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get a divorce from you <laughs> because I'm not going to think about it. Right. Right. And I'm not going to think about it. Right. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Right. So if you don't say it right. and you don't think about it, it's right. not going to happen. Right. Right. Exactly. And so we, we, we deal with thoughts, we deal with imaginations, we deal right. with strongholds whenever we're dealing with things that the devil throws at us. And the Apostle Paul tells us this, although he's got them in the, in the reverse in order. Reverse but order. In, in the New Testament, we're going to flip it back around yes. and say, all right, it, it actually starts with a thought. That thought then gets out of control, That's becomes it. an imagination. Yes. That imagination, then you're laying in bed at night, and that imagination, you've been thinking about it, and you've been exactly. thinking about it, and you've been thinking about it, and now you're laying in bed imagining it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and then you just give time to it and give place to yeah, it. Yeah, the more and, you think about it, then it becomes more and more a part of your thought process. And then pretty soon that imagination is no longer an imagination. No, right. It's now a stronghold. Yes. And that's when you've got... Some serious, serious problems, serious trouble. serious trouble. And so the correct way to deal with this here, Paul says to us, he says, now, now, if it's a thought, you know, I have people come to me. I've had people, I've been in the ministry 52 years, Renee, and I've had people come to me for decades and say, oh, brother, I'm having bad thoughts. Oh, brother, I'm having bad thoughts. I'm having these terrible thoughts. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I said, well, everybody right. has thoughts. Everybody has thoughts. Yes. And you can't stop the thoughts. The no. devil's going to bring thoughts. Right. If that's not a problem. Right. It's what you do with it. Right. Can be the problem. No, that's right. And so Paul said, what you have to do with that thought, he said, bring it into captivity. Bring every thought, every right. thought, every thought into the captivity and the obedience of Christ. Now, if you look in the original language there, it means it says to arrest as a dangerous criminal. Right. So when that thought comes to you, instead of just laying there and saying, oh, yeah, uh huh. And then you say, how does that thought play out? How, how do I see myself doing that thought? Now right. it's an imagination. No, it is. See, but Paul said, when the thought comes, mm. arrest it like a dangerous criminal. That's you know, right. when you go, you know, every time you go every to the post thought. office and uh, pick up the mail, uh, of course, you most people get their mail at their house, but you know, we have a post office box, <laughs> and, and and when you walk in the post office to mail something or to pick up the mail, there'll be wanted posters still to this day, wanted posters wanted up posters. in the up in the uh, yes. post office, and these yes. are the FBI uh, list of most, most wanted persons, wanted. the top ten yes. most wanted criminals. Exactly. And so, if if, uh, if an FBI agent happened to be in a restaurant eating a meal. And all of a sudden, one of one of the top ten most wanted yes. walked in that wow. restaurant to get a meal. That agent would immediately go into action, and he would arrest him as a dangerous criminal. That's right. Man, he'd call in backup. Good I mean, he'd he'd have everything ready, and and and, and while the criminal's sitting there eating, all of a sudden, <laughs> when he gets to eat and starts to walk out, bam! There's the there's the FBI. They got him they because got him. he's a dangerous criminal, and right. they have arrested him. And that's what Paul says here. He said, you need to arrest every thought. Every thought. That's, that's evil, that's not right, that's, that's, that's not pure, that's not, that's not in line with the Word of God, that's that right. pricks your heart. Right. Your heart knows better. No, that's right. Your heart that's knows right. better. Now, your head will play around with it, but your heart knows better. No, that's right. And, uh, and so Paul says, you arrest that as a dangerous criminal. Right. Now, see, most of the church doesn't like to talk about the mind. 
No, that's true. In fact, if you give somebody a scripture with, that says <laughs> meditation, you know, like in Joshua chapter 1, right, uh, Joshua right. uh, 1 8 says, 1, 8. Let not this book of the law depart from out of your mouth. your mouth. Thou shalt meditate, meditate therein. therein. How often? Day and night. Well, in Psalm 1 says the same thing meditate, of ponder, course, and study of course, of course, the Word of God. Of you know, but, think on but it. But the church has somewhere taken a left turn over the years and said, Oh, no, the mind's know, bad. The mind's bad. The mind's bad. We can't meditate. We can't yeah. talk about the mind. Well, that's just not true. There are so many scriptures in the right. Bible, and I'm going to give you some. Yes. Uh, uh, there's so many scriptures in the Bible about our mind where God's talking about your mind because you are a three-part being. That's you right. are a spirit. That's you have right. a soul and you live in a body. I mean, you are a spirit. Yeah, you have a soul and you live in, and a, body. You live in a body. And so your mind is part of your makeup. Right. There's nothing wrong with having a mind. God gave no. you a mind. Exactly. And the Word tells us, in fact, that let, this, let this same mind be in you that's also, in, also Christ in Christ Jesus. And yes. then Paul also makes a statement and said, we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So God talks about the mind and the church gets all, uh, you know, right. upset about the mind <laughs> scriptures and about people talking about the mind. They say, well, oh, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, we do need to talk about it. And in these next three sessions here, well, we we're tend going to, to talk about these things from the Word of God. We're going to get the scripture back it up. Yeah. Yeah, say it again. I just said we need a lot of times religious thinking will make you strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. No, I mean right. I mean, in other words, let's not talk about the mind and yet that's that's the the elephant in the room mm -hmm. where as uh you know, we know is the real battlefield sure. in, in people's sure. lives is that the the body and the mind have to be dominated by the spirit no, man. Absolutely. And if the spirit man is not it being fed and getting stronger, yes. Then, then he becomes the uh, odd man out sure. <laughs> compared to the control that the mind, the thoughts, the emotions, and then the lust of the flesh and the body against the spirit. And you end up with just a disaster and making wrong choices and wrong lifestyle choices and all of these things in life, money mismanagement, <laughs> I mean, marriage, oh, well, kids. I mean, it just yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. a disaster because the, the soul, like you're talking about, the mind, those thoughts, those imaginations begin to control the body. And then you've got the soul and the body against the spirit that actually knows the truth and, and would welcome a revelation from the Word of God sure. and real wisdom off the pages of this book. I just wanted to read this, that verse in the Amplified. It says, we refute arguments, theories, reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. Sure. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive in obedience to the Christ. When I first heard that preached, Terry, years ago when I was a teenager, I, I thought they meant, and I carried that through life, that you just bring every thought in. But it's the thoughts, it's only the thoughts that try to exalt themselves. Sure. Against the knowledge of God, against the truth. Bad thoughts, lustful thoughts. Well, that's the imagination uh, that does that. Fear, worry, yeah. you know, jealousy, envy, you know, any thought like that. It's the things that try to, as the Bible says, exalt itself of above what we know to be the wisdom of God on these pages. And so many times people um, don't recognize that. They just think that's them. And they, and because they see something on a billboard or they watch something on TV or they have a friend that talks to them about certain things and shouldn't. And then they end up just thinking, well, that's just me. That's how I think. And that's what I believe. And we exalt those thoughts above the knowledge of God and didn't even recognize the process when we did it. 
It's such a subtle human deception. Right, and it always starts with a thought. And a so thought. Paul is admonishing us, look, when you get the thoughts, not a problem to have a thought, everybody <laughs> right. has thoughts, but when you get the thought, when it gets there, then you need to bring it into obedience That's and right. captivity to Jesus. That's right. Uh, arrest it like a dangerous that's criminal. That's exactly don't, don't, right. Don't treat it innocently. No, don't that's say, right. Oh, that's just that, that, that's no, 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 no. no. You no. say I bring this thought into you captivity of the obedience of Jesus Christ. Exactly. I, will, I will not give time to that. I will not give place to that's that. That's right. I will not spend my quality time exactly. on a thought like that. Uh, that's not right. That's not good. That's not healthy. I'm not going to do it. I'm bringing no, that thought right. into captivity. Now, if you do that, if you right. control the thought, right. And arrest the thought, right. it never becomes an imagination. No. And if it, it never becomes an imagination, it'll never become a stronghold. So Paul's <laughs> given us a three step. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, he, Paul's given us a three step or a yes, three part right. way to deal with this thing. But he says, you know, if, it, he's telling us that if you mess around with that thought, that's right. And you toy with that thought, mm. and you think about it again and think about it again, and then. Tomorrow, think about it. And tomorrow right, night when right. you go to bed, you think about it. And all of a sudden, if you don't watch it, that thought gets out of control. It sure does. And it becomes an imagination. Now, exactly. once it's an imagination, it begins to exalt itself yes, it against does. the Word of God. It begins to say, hey, I know what the Word says, but. Right. I know you You know the Word says this, but. Well, you don't even need like the this. devil at that at no, that you point. No. You can do it all by You're your yourself. Worst enemy. You're your own worst enemy. <laughs> I've always told people, I said, I don't even need the devil. I can just go home by myself and start thinking I'm out of my <laughs> crazy thoughts out of my own brain. But this scripture is so important. Renee, yes, it because is. Because the average Christian, you know, Susie, charismatic, Joe Christian, the average average person, whenever, whenever they get one of these thoughts and right. they mess around with it until it becomes an imagination, imagination. It, then it begins to attack God. Yes. Then it begins to attack the word. Now the That's words are so our defense. True. That's the so words true. what we are always anchored to. The words is it's where we get our information, where we right. get our revelation, where we get our instructions. Right. You know, we don't I've said many years we don't get an opinion. God's already given us an opinion. We don't that's get a, a vote. Shock, isn't we it? don't get a vote. God's already told us how to think about things. No, that's right. And that's so right. we think like God. We right. talk like God. That's we right. act like God, which yes, is the whole crux yes. of the matter in Joshua one eight that I quoted a while ago. Right. God said to Joshua, Don't let anything, son, right. come out of your mouth but the word. Let but not word. this book of the law depart from depart out of from your, your mouth. mouth. Then he said, said so so that's talk like God. Right. Then he says, Think like God. He says, Thou shalt meditate or there, think about that's right. therein. Therein yes. where? Then the word of God in, word in of that God. book of the law. Thou shalt meditate therein, how often? Day, day and, and night. night. Now let me tell you what God really meant when he said day and <laughs> night. What he really meant was day, day and, and night. night. Constantly, Hallelujah. continuously, yes. you meditate the word of God. Think about the word of God. Yes, yes. See yourself applying the word to you. To you. And how, does, how would that look? If I applied that word to me, how would that look? How do I see me walking that out? That's meditating the Word. Right, right. And then thirdly, he says that thou may observe to do. Uh, to to do, to, to do. Be a doer, be a of, doer the of the Word. Joshua, way over here in the Old Testament, says yeah. be a doer. James, way over here in the New First Testament, says James. be a doer. Yes. Be a doer of the Word. And so three times here, God's telling us, uh, talk like God. Think like God, act like God, that thou mayest observe to do right. according to all that's written therein, therein. And then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. 
But Isn't he, that a powerful, powerful, powerful scripture? Well, it's tremendous, and and I I just love how how the Lord spoke that to Terry many years ago as a teenager. That if you'll begin to do, yeah, when you begin to do these things, you begin to think like God, then you can talk like God, then you can act like God. And that's the objective of the whole Bible. And there's a whole um, bunch of religious world out there that doesn't think that's possible or that, or that we, it's almost blasphemy to even do that. But you know, what I have seen in my own, when I got up in my youth service, (laughs) I was the youth leader in my home church. When I, when I got up in my youth services and preached what God had given me on that and said, and said, you can talk like God. (laughs) You can think like God. You can act like God. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble. I mean, the church, the church in unison said, crucify him, blasphemy. (laughs) And the pastor and the deacons and the elders and my mama all took me back to pastor's office and told me how bad I was and how awful that was. But you know what? That was the word of God and it still is. And I'm still preaching it today. And that, you know, Dean and I have the same situation where people said, you're just trying to tell God what to do. And I said, oh, no, no, no. We're just trying to do what God told us to do. That's all. I'm not, I'm trying to do what he's already written in his word. I wanted to just say that, that in regard to that is so exciting to me when I first, just as just my personal, um, testimony, I suppose here. But when I began to really understand some of that scripture, some of those scriptures way after uh, two or three years after I'd graduated from Bible college and I'm learning about the word of faith and I go and and I hear this being preached again, that you have to take thoughts captive and not let those, you know, we learn the power of the tongue and we begin to learn about words coming out of our mouth. I realized I started talking out loud to myself. And I would say, no, you're not going to think like that. No, you're not going to be worried about that. That's a worry thought. And I'm not going to think that worry thought. That's a fear thought. And, you know, anytime I've done that, I've won. Anytime I didn't do it, I lost. Because what's (laughs) happening is it's it's exalting itself. itself. It's trying to control the knowledge of God. So what's happening is you've got a symptom in your body and your body says, oh, man, I'm sick. Yes. And you're you're now you've got now you've got a dilemma to say, all right, I'm going to agree with my body and say I'm sick. Right. Or you going to agree with God and say I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus? I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Because the sickness is exalting itself. And that imagination is exalting right, itself right. against what you know for a fact the Word of God says. We know what the Word, the word says. says. You're healed by the yeah. stripes of Jesus. Right. The Word says that God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals us. The Hallelujah. Word says that God says, I'll, I'll, I'll bless your bread and water and uh, take, uh, sickness take sickness from, from the, the midst, midst of thee. Of you. God said, I'll, none you, of these diseases of Egypt will come upon you. Thank you, Lord. Those are all the Word of God. That's the and Word of God. And what the sickness says is, yeah, but. Yeah, but. That's exactly right. Yeah, but. You don't That's feel good. That's exactly right. Yeah, but. You're sick. And so right. it begins to. I feel e- sick. I know what the word says, but. <laughs> right. You know, or I know, or, or I know the word says I'm prosperous, but I don't have any money in my bank. Right. You know, I know, I, I know the word says I'm healed, but I feel bad. Right. I know the word says I'm supposed to love my wife or love my husband, but I'm sure I'm mad at them. It, it begins to exalt <laughs> right, itself. Right, it does. It tries to take over. And, and then we it would spills see in that it, emotional realm, like you said and, about the dog. Exactly. It just becomes emotional. Well, and if we would see it as yeah. attacking the word, yes. we'd treat it different. No, that's exactly right. Because it's not it's not just attacking us. It's attacking God's word and saying God's word is not true. It's right. exalting itself just above like Satan did. the knowledge of God, yeah. just like Satan did to Eve. Uh, well, and just like he did to God. He said, I'm going to exalt myself, my sure, throne above sure. the throne I'm of God. I'm going to rise up on the sides of the north and overthrow the great Over, king. Overthrow the that great king. That didn't work king. out for him He's very well. He's still trying to do that sure, to us today. Sure. When he came to Eve and he said, 
honey, I, I know, I know what God's. But has God really, really said, said that? that? Yeah, that sure is a nice tree. You ought to, you ought to really. But see, that's what happens. You deserve it that to, tree. It's acknowledging <laughs> itself. Right. Exactly. Higher than God. That's it. I know the word says Here's that, the word. but it's not really true. I'm gonna, yeah. And so I'm then it becomes an imagination. Yeah. And if you haven't brought that thing down, now, now when it was just a thought, you could have arrested it. Right. Now that it's an imagination, then the Bible says you need uh, to cast it down. You have to cast it down. Because now if it becomes an, an, uh, a, a stronghold, then you're going to have to do some pulling down. That's, that's different. You could have yeah. just arrested it. Would have been an easier fight. You could have just cast it down, <laughs> but now you're going to have to pull down well, the strong. It's going to take a whole lot more energy to uproot that tree once it's full grown. But anyway, we're going to talk about these things. We're about out of time, but we're going to talk about these the next couple of uh, the next couple of sessions. Uh, but I do want to remind you, we're on our way to the Middle East. Well, I'll tell you here probably the next session or two where we're going, when we're going. Uh, but here, uh, I'll say we're going in May. Yeah. And we're, we're looking at having anywhere from seventy to 100,000 people. That's Think wonderful. about that. Exciting. 70 to 100,000 people in the crowd. Right. I know I've already committed that we'll rent 600 buses. Right. 600. Yes. So that's going to be, bring some folks in. That's Yeah. And, and they have to get back home late at night. Yeah, we have to have the bus company. We have to get them there and get them home. home. For the safety purposes. And we've committed to do 600 of them at $100 a piece, which yeah. is $60,000. So we're looking at a budget of 60000 just for the buses. Right. And altogether, the budget's going to be about $100,000 right. with our, our airfare and, and our hotels. And then we've got pastors that we're bringing in and, and putting right. up and, and feeding meals to and right. so on and so right. on. So so pray with us about blessed, that. We've had people time. that says, I want to be one of 100. Brother Terry, you need a, you need $100,000, so I'm going to give 1000 So if 100 people give $1,000, it, it take care of that that's right and uh, so i'm believing for it to come in and we're headed over there and going to have a come back with a glowing, glowing report glowing of what report. the holy ghost has done <laughs> well you know um so, a lot of so much of what terry is sharing here it comes out of uh this legacy um that he preached a long time ago but it's so powerful um it's going to be the foundation of the new book coming out and we are so excited about these things that, that are tried and proven precepts that we have lived by yeah. and that you have seen in missionary ministry around the world, that God has proven that. Our time is gone for today, but we are delighted and thrilled to be, have the opportunity to speak to you face-to-face -face and then to minister to you in audio. And we're just thrilled about knowing how to pull down strongholds, you know? I mean, the devil wants to get a toehold, then a foothold, then a stronghold. And now we're going to help you get out of one if you have one on your life. Well, find us at Terry Mize Ministries on uh, YouTube. And anywhere there's podcasts playing, you can find us there, our podcast there as well. We love you. And always remember, you are more than a conqueror. Bye-bye.